Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 515 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. I'm as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, dude, I am feeling so good right now. Tomorrow, I just smack my fucking hand. I just smack my hand. What the fuck did you do? Okay, you just smacked your fucking hand. I went to like kind of pull on my shirt, and uh, I like I went and pulled and like I lost grip, and then my hand just flung, and I smacked my knuckle on the fucking corner of the table. Oh, oh dude! <laughs> 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 Sorry, oh, Kills. How are you doing, man? <laughs> dude, I'm doing all right. I'm on vacation as of this moment. For the yeah, I hate you so much, dude. <sighs> I understand, dude. I mean, fuck. But uh, at the same point, the week has been pretty fun. It's fun. It's been pretty fun because I had a chance to do a couple different purchases, one of which I got in today, and that is my new console cover from my PS5. For those listening in, I got the Starlight Blue console cover. They had like a couple of ones like in stock in regards to the PlayStation Direct site. One was the red one. The other one was like uh, the Starlight Blue. They were all out of black, all out of purple. And I wasn't going to get Nova Pink because I wanted something like uh, something of the colors I like to play or like to look at and stuff. Pink's so, the best color, though. Well, man, if you got yourself like a Nova Pink one, yeah, that'd be interesting. Mm. <laughs> I like. I have the pink controller. It's awesome. Yeah, you do. And I'm not lying though. I'm thinking about possibly getting a Starlight Blue after getting this freaking like. Uh, yeah, you I mean you already? Stuff. How much are those things? Like eighty bucks, something like that. Fifty, sixty bucks. Okay, so for the console covers themselves, they're like fifty-five to about oh. sixty. So yeah. they're not that bad at all, no, Tyler. At the, at the cost, at near yeah. the cost of a full-on game and stuff, yeah. you can go to PlayStation Direct, like the Direct PlayStation site. And order one of those console covers because heaven forbid they actually sell them in the damn stores. <laughs> well, I think they're selling them. That's why they're so cheap, though. Probably because they can sell them directly from their store, not to, uh, not to pay, you know, Walmart. You know, they don't get their thirty percent or whatever. So that's probably why. Well, yeah, going from that way, yeah, I can understand why they would want to do that. But at the same time, though, got them in today. It only took me two days. It took it two days just to get from San Bernardino, California, to here. And it was kind of yeah. interesting. It's like they were also having a little like a special going on where if you got a PlayStation 5 accessory, if it was like $50 or over, you get free shipping. And so it was a free two-day yes. shipping, so I'm not going to complain too much about that. And uh, I have it currently equipped onto my PS5. Oh, man. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I like nice. it. I'm also going to invest instead of like a vinyl sort of like decal or something on the front end of the system itself as well. Not not really sure what color I'm going to go with. I mean, I could go with gold. I could go with red. I could go with whatever. But uh, whatever aside, though, it's, yeah, I'll probably do it fairly soon. But other than that, though, got new windows put into the damn house. Nice. I mean, that was an ordeal in of itself earlier on this week. It took two days, six hours, and uh, me having to explain to my mom why the, uh, why the window installers, like, uh, <laughs> why that uh, they were like taking so long in the bathroom in regards to doing their like uh business and stuff like that well long story short well honestly long story short and stuff (laughs) like that these two guys we're suspecting probably didn't like uh, grow up too much around uh 
you know, indoor plumbing stuff. And so they're using like the toiletry stuff like that and putting it inside of uh, the garbage can inside the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I can understand. I understand why. I mean, heck, I mean, for people that uh, don't have like septic stuff or they use outhouses or wherever the heck and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Stuff that tends to happen and stuff because they can't really flush it down the toilet. But yeah, yeah, that that was a fun conversation my mom and I were having. (laughs) It's like, Gabe, how do you know so much about that? I mean, well, for God's sakes, I've been around people that have done that. And also I've watched quite a few videos upon the subject because it happens in other countries too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want to, um, in, in past, past employments, we had like a lot of temps, like we worked ah. through temp agencies. So a lot of time temp agencies, you get a lot of people that were like not from this country. And, yes. uh, that was, that's what they did. We like one of the jobs even worked out. We actually kept, um, even though they could, they just didn't do it. Um, and yeah, like they would, we'd actually had like trash cans next to the toilet and they would just throw it in there. Um, yep. When they were done, even though they could, that I don't, yeah. So yeah, it was weird. I didn't know. I didn't understand. I'm like, I went to the bathroom one day, and there was just like, why is there a shitty toilet paper in the trash can here? Like, why is there a trash can in here? And then someone explained, like, you know, I was pretty naive to the whole subject, and like, it's like, oh yeah, just in some cultures, like, yeah, they don't have running water or septic systems, so this is that's what they did. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. yeah, good to know, good to know. Yeah, it was like a big fun of thing. I'm just like. Why no. is there shit in the, the next to the next to the well, toilet? That's, <laughs> that's, that's an like, honest to God like uh, that's an yeah. God good question. Yeah, we are it's very like, spoiled here. To, yeah, we are very uh, spoiled and lucky to be uh, just uh, so happen to be born in the United States. So well, it's uh, just when it comes to that shit. Just to have indoor literally. plumbing in general in regard to that. Yeah, stuff, that's just the norm here. Do that, you know, without like clogging up septics or things, but. Anyway, though, it took like about two days to get the windows all nice and installed. Everything else is nice and neat and stuff. So I'm very happy to actually have a like a window that's not going to freeze me out during the winter time. <laughs> yep, yep, I know all about that. Yeah. Oh fuck! But uh, other than that, though, oh yeah, I did a couple bit of gaming stuff. But uh, I'll talk a little bit more into that when we're doing what we've been gaming. But Tyler, how are you doing? I'm all right, man. Been a long day. I'm a little tired. We're doing this on a Friday. I uh, appreciate Gables. You know, I know he's got work in the morning uh, for doing this with me. I got uh, something came up, so I got shit I got to do tomorrow. We got a little get together going on. So uh, we are doing that. So appreciate it. I'm a little tired, as you can tell uh, by me smacking my knuckles on the end of the table here. A little delirious. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, uh, I haven't really had any time to game or anything really, but uh, I've been able, Gables, to keep up with the news. Um, yeah. But. Before we get to the news, Gables, we got to tell us something very, very important here, Gables. Uh, yes. And that is Extra Life. Uh, it's coming up rather quickly here. It's coming up on November 5th. Um, for people that don't know, uh, if you do know, uh, just bear with us for a couple minutes as we talk about it. But for people that don't know, Extra Life is a really cool charity that uh, Gables and I are participating in. I think this is my 11th year. This is your 10th year. Um, yep. It is on November 5th, as I said. What we do is we raise money for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Uh, but what we do for doing that is we play games for 24 straight hours. Uh, it, like I said, game day is on November 5th. But you don't have to do it on November 5th. You can do it any day you want. You don't do it 24 straight hours. You can break it up however you want. You want to do it over a week. Um, or just, you don't honestly have to do it. But it's a cool thing to do. You can um, It's a good, good way to raise awareness, get some donations. You can pick the hospital of your choice anywhere yes. in North America. Well, I should say North America, Canada, or the United States. Um, 
So like I do the Iowa City Hospital. Gables does the Seattle uh, Children's Hospital. Uh, yep. So uh, like I said, this is uh, my 11th. This is Gables' 10th. Um, some cool things about this place is they've raised over $100 million. Uh, they started in 2008 for a little girl named Tori. Um, there's a cool video. If you go to extra-life.org, uh, you go there and you just click up in the About section. The first thing I'll pull up is a YouTube video that tells the story about um, Tori and uh, Doc Adams, who was the guy that created it, uh, who created yes. Sarcastic Gamer, who was a really nice, who's like maybe legitimately the nicest guy in the whole world. Uh, Legit least, dude, man. This yeah, guy let's... is just a straight up dude. He's awesome. Yeah, and uh cool thing is he, he like he could have sold this to them and got a profit, but he just donated this to the Children's Miracle Oak, uh Children's Miracle Oak Hospitals. Uh and uh he's this thing he created and he loves doing and he made he made it for his friend Tori, um, who sadly passed away from cancer. And like I said, we play games for twenty four straight hours. Uh we raise money uh for those kids and uh we have a good time doing it. You get together, play some games with your friends, make a make a whole day out of it. Um it's a great time. Um yeah, like I said, this uh, Gills and I have been doing it for a long time, and we love doing it, and I uh, can't wait to do it again. So, yeah, like I said, go to extra-life.org um, and sign up. Tell your friends. If you want to donate to us, I'm Tyler Courtney. Uh, Gables is uh, Gabe Bagno. If you don't want a bag, just say no. Uh, the links will be in the show notes down below. Uh, so if you want to donate to us, uh, please click on those. If, if you don't, uh, there's also a link down there to just the Extra Life page. Uh, you can go to the website itself. Just go there and click. Hey, if you, if you want to jump in and sign up for yourself, awesome. If you have people that you know that might want to do that themselves, even better. Uh, the more people that sign up for it, the more people participate. That means more people are learning about it. That means more donations coming in. That means helping more sick kids. And hey, it's, it's just a, it's a good excuse to play games for 24 straight hours, people. Absolutely. Get, so uh, not to say that's fun because it's not. I mean, it's fun, but it's uh, it's it's not as fun as it sounds. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just want, yeah, everybody check it out. It is a awesome, awesome, awesome thing that, uh, thousands of people do every year. And, uh, yeah, I know, I know Gables and I, we've been, we've been t- making some plans about what we're going to do. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we got some fun stuff lined up that I'm pretty excited to, to do Gables. I can't believe it that we are like four weeks away, five weeks away now. So I know, right. It's almost I'm, a month to the day. Yeah, I'm getting like I got chills, I got goosebumps. Just think about it. it's my Christmas. It is, uh, it is. Um, I always joke it's my favorite, least favorite day of the year because I look forward to it all year round. Uh, but about 18 hours in, well, really like 12 hours in, it's like I don't want to play games anymore. But uh, you know, you do it, you, you power through, <laughs> and you have a good time. Uh, and you, you, your week's wrecked, but it's worth it. Um, not your week. If you get if you get like week, but... you get like a Monday, if you get the Monday off afterwards. You know, you're you're sold. You're sold. Just uh That's yeah. why I figured for like this year for myself and stuff, I mean, yeah, those extra couple days is great, but for if you're doing this like say of the game day and stuff and do that twenty four hour stuff, if you can request the week off if possible, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, I I usually always I always take the Monday and Tuesday off afterwards. Um, right, right. this year I'm doing it differently because it's just because God of War Ragnarok is coming out on the oh, Wednesday man. after Extra Life, so I'm gonna suck it up for Monday, Tuesday, and then take a five day weekend. But yeah, I, uh, I I recommend um if you can, uh, if you can't can't uh I I did it my first few years uh just kind of it make it, I'm not trying to screw people off, but it, it, I'm not gonna lie to you, it takes a couple like Sunday is like you basically your Sunday's lost. You're you're just in a weird sleep depraved, uh, in and out of sleeping, um, zombie 
Uh, and then like Monday is like recovery day is what I always say. That's like your get right day. And then usually by Tuesday, you're fine. But like, I always like taking that Tuesday off. Cause I was like, ah, oh, cool. This is like a, it's like a, this is like a good day to like just to do whatever the fuck I want to do. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's a great time. Uh, Gable's actually had a really great strategy started a few years ago where he like, basically as soon as he gets off of work, uh, he, co- he goes home, eats dinner, goes to bed, wakes up like, well, you usually wake up like, was it like midnight, 2 a.m. your time? It's actually like around midnight my time. So what I ended up doing one year is I had the idea, you know what? I've tried doing the whole 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. deal like years yeah, past. That's usually what I guys. do. And uh, I thought that, hey, you know what? The times that I'm most awake is usually from like midnight all the way up to like midnight the next night because I've done that before in the past. Let's see what happens if I do it that way. And sure enough, the first year that I did that and I went midnight to midnight, I made it through with stuff. My first ever like freaking uh, extra life and stuff with uh, midnight to midnight. I was in the party chat with you guys alongside of like uh, a couple of our leaders at the point. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm done. It's like, yeah, it's what? like, you're we done. What do you mean yeah, you're done? Like, it's like, we still got like eight more hours. No, yeah. I don't. I had started midnight last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dick. Uh, yeah, so uh, Gable's been doing that for the last three or four years now. And then I, I didn't plan on doing it last year, but I ended up just like just like waking up. Like So Gable's is two hours behind me. So I ended up yeah. starting at like 11 or like 1 o'clock my time. And then okay. so like an hour before Gable's. And um, it definitely made it like the hard part is just like like for me, it was always getting to like 3, 4 in the morning. And yes. it's like, man, it's like the sun, like, like, cause you're literally just staying, you're sleeping, you're, you're, you're awake through your entire sleep schedule. Here's um, what I end up finding out when it comes to that whole midnight to about that five, 6 AM daily. If you've already have been like, uh, been through it once and you see it again, your body's going to instinctively yeah. think, Oh fuck dude, I am super fucking exhausted. It's already morning already, blah, blah, blah. But for me, it's like, it's like a big old long ass, like, uh, morning all the way through to like just obviously the, in the beginning of next morning mind you but at the difference being it's like you start off in the dead of night at midnight and then mm-hmm. you go all the way to the next freaking next freaking day and stuff and you get that whole entire day and stuff and you yeah. have to observe like daylight twice yeah <laughs> and like it doesn't totally destroy your sleep schedule which is like the big exactly. thing um you're still exhausted and tired but it doesn't destroy it um a couple like tips um i do want to throw out there um, the big one I really, I gotta say over here, make sure you know, you're getting good sleep in between, uh, make sure all your games are updated and set up before yes. download updates installed before you, before game day, even if you don't know for sure you're going to play it, have them ready to go just in case you know, your friends on a whim want to play some rocket league or something like that. Have it ready to go. Um, eat smart. Don't overload on caffeine. Uh, there's been some years yeah. where I just ate like I normally do, which is not great. And it, you know, you carb, you just, Loading up on carbs or like caffeine and like then you're just crashing. It makes it harder. So uh, I, I will say actually life might be the healthiest day of the year for me when it comes to eating. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good on eating like a lot of fruits and vegetables on that day and not like just eating fucking, I don't know, ice cream and uh, pizza rolls and shit. I don't know what I, random shit I eat. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, eat smart. Uh, and you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it. It's not, it's not a big deal. No one's gonna be upset with yourself or no one's gonna be upset with you. You know, you can make up the time later if you want. You know, I fell asleep one time, literally playing a video game, woke up three hours later, got up and I just, like, I had like four hours left, got up and I just popped up the four hours. It's not a big deal. Um, 
But yeah, so really cool thing we do every year, extra-life.org. Some cool rewards too if you hit certain levels. Uh, you get like you get a t-shirt if you get $200. Um, you, you get 500 you get, a, you get a silver medal. I got one of those last year. And then if you get 1,000, you get a gold medal. I got two of those. So uh, really cool thing. Um, like I said, uh, extra-life.org. We're going to keep talking about it uh, for the next you know four or five weeks. Um, yeah, hope you guys, uh, hope you check it out. Um, cause it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, just watch that YouTube video. I was talking about, about Tori. Um, you'll be crying, uh, the entire time, but, uh, it's a, it's a, it's beautiful and, uh, it's really well made and, uh, yeah, it's fantastic, but let's, let's move on Gables to a video game, uh, to some topics here. This is a video game podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of fun Gables actually, before we talk about that, um, if you're watching this, you're listening to us, please like follow, subscribe on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, app podcast, Spotify, all those places were on them. If you look down the show notes, you'll see links to pretty much all our socials where our pods are cast at. Uh, pretty much any like fairly well-known podcast service out there, uh, I put us on there. So uh, like, follow, subscribe, leave a comment, five-star reviews, whatever, whatever it is that you can do on those things. Please do right. all those. We really appreciate it. Share it. Share is probably the most important thing you do for us. We really would appreciate it. But Gables, like I said, let's get into some topics here. And this isn't really so much a news topic, but Gables, um, I like doing these. We start, I, I, we really just started doing it this year. I want the thing I want to keep doing. Uh, but Gables, let's talk about the rest of the year. So okay. we like to, we, we, I pull up the Game Informer uh, link. Uh, Gables, it's in the Discord. If you want to follow along, you can. If not, it's not whatever. Uh, okay. But I want to go through here and talk about the rest of the year for us. And like kind of looking at, what's your thoughts on some of these big games coming out? So Game Informer, does a really good job every year of they don't put every little tiny game in here, but they do a good job of covering the things that um, that reach a, a, a bigger audience. It's not all AAA stuff; it's a lot of indie stuff, but it's not like the thousand of Steam games that drop every every single day. Uh, so I like doing these every quarter. So Gables, we are in October now. Uh, well, it's still technically September for another thirty-seven minutes for me, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> It will be October by the time this podcast comes out. So, Gables, let's, let's uh, start here with October. Um, like, I'm not gonna go through everything here, but I'm gonna cover some of the, the key stuff. Starting October 4th, Gables, kind of just coming up on us here. Overwatch 2 coming out October 4th. Coming to everything. This is like technically early access. Um, I mean, we got pretty big into Overwatch 2016. I want to say we played a good chunk of it. A couple extra lives, in yeah. fact, playing it. Um, and you know, doing some gamer night stuff like that. What, what's your? You know, this is free to play. Are are you uh are you kind of you feel a little bit of a, a grab to go back into the Overwatch? To be perfectly honest with you, from the initial re- like announcing of Overwatch Two, plus the announcement in terms of them over you know, but essentially going to discontinue the original Overwatch servers yeah. and uh, fairly soon. I honestly I'm at the all time low for interest in regards to Overwatch because it's like I understand they're doing free to play stuff. It's basically some some little improvements upon an already established game and stuff like that i'm interested in seeing how the single player stuff is going to venture in when it does come out eventually but uh, i am kind of like at a low expectations for the overwatch 2 yeah i mean it does suck that they're they're getting rid of overwatch 1 i think it actually ends this weekend um uh, which which is sad but the good news is is like anything you had carries over to this game so it's not like and if you do, if you have a disc version of Overwatch, you plug it, you pop it in, it just boots up Overwatch 2. So, um, not really losing anything. Uh, they're just 
you know, you're just going 5v5 instead of 6v6. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I had a lot of fun with it back in the day. Uh, it's just kind of a hard thing when it's like we had some friends that go hardcore into it. And then some of us were like just casually playing it. So it's like when they're a little more hardcore into it and we're like, ah, we're just fucking around having a good time. And like people are having a bad, they're, they're not happy when we're not winning or not sticking with the task or, uh, you know, you're playing, you know, you're playing the game two years later and it's like right. just a hardcore playing it. Um, and it's like, we're just here to drink some beer and bullshit and have a good time. Uh, kind of makes it rough, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to jump in and like I said, all your stuff carries over. So it's not like it does suck that like they're you get into overwatch one, but, um, I don't know. It's free to play too. So I'm not going to be, I'm willing to, I'm willing to give a shot, you know, whatever it's a free download, but, uh, right. we're going to jump all the way to October 14th there. Dragon Ball breakers Gables. What the fuck is this? It's a free to play game. Not, not free to play, but it's like, uh, basically it's like a four V one type of game, you know, oh. kind of like how they were with, uh, dead by daylight or like Friday the 13th. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> But the whole the whole core concept is running away and like trying to contend, like survive against like a big bad enemy from the Dragon Ball series. So it's okay. like there's like one where you're fending off against a monster called Cell and the other one like from Frieza and stuff. What about the That's big pink guy? The big pink guy is Majin Buu. Majin Buu, so, my boy. <laughs> but uh it's quintessentially one of those type of like four V one experiences to where you can go through and <laughs> eventually beat like the monster and stuff like that if you can like satisfy certain conditions but that's basically what it is but i am not sure in regards to how good this thing is going to actually be i haven't had a chance to try it myself like through like demo stuff or see too much footage of it besides the reveal trailer but uh i think it's okay i think my excitement level is kind of moderate for it not not really too overexcited not really under like underwhelmed about it (laughs) Gills, I, I, you could give me a million guesses on what this game is, and that would not have been one of. I would never want to got to that point. But Dead by yeah. Daylight game, I just in my head, I'm just picturing. All right, so Majin Buu, we gotta rip his mask off. Someone's gotta come back as the sheriff. We gotta shoot him with the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the 19 steps it takes to kill Freddy. We gotta do the same thing for fucking or not Freddy, uh, Jason. Uh, we gotta do the same thing for him. Oh boy. Oh my god. That's fucking fantastic. Thank you for... I'm, I'm glad you knew what this game was. Uh, but... Oh. oh, my God. Okay, moving on, though. We got to talk about another game that just got... Uh, uh, got a change of release date just this week. Scorn. Oh, yeah. Originally supposed to come out on October 21st. It got bumped up a whole week to the 14th. It's coming to Game Pass. It's an Xbox exclusive, but it's coming to PC as well. But it's going to be a Game Pass game as well. Uh, like I said, Woods Rose is coming out on the 21st. That's that weird, like, penis-looking game. Uh I guess what's interesting is that I, I thought like I got like shooter vibes from all the stuff we've seen, but all the previews and stuff we've been seeing since then have like it's actually like a puzzle game. It's like a first person puzzle game. I don't know. Um, I'm not like super pumped to play this game, but I will say this though. Um, we'll get into like the the second half of October here next. Uh, but coming out October 14th, even though it's only a week, uh, you're getting ahead of a lot of shit. Uh, so now it's like okay, cool, like. I'll at least have a weekend to play this game and like give it a solid couple hours. Like, whereas if this game came out on the 21st, I probably wasn't going to play this game. What about you Gables? It's kind of like the same thing with me. I'm not sure if I'm even going to be playing it immediately when it does launch is because I'm finally at that point to where my Xbox one can, 
and probably other people that just own an Xbox One K cannot play certain games unless they try to stream it mm. <laughs> through like uh, the xCloud and stuff like that. So a little spoilers from later on and stuff. I tried playing some games in terms of the xCloud stuff. Oh, okay. So I did not have a good experience with it, but uh, yeah, with scoring and stuff, it it's definitely a fairly odd concept of a game to where it's just a first person puzzle game, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of grotesque. It's kind of this and that. So I'm like, I don't really have any expectations for this game whatsoever, but hopefully it's going to be one of those sleeper hits for people that are really into this type of game. Yeah, I, I could see this game going a million directions for me where it could be like a game I played for an hour and fall off or a game I just get, I can I beat. I'm like, all right, cool, that was fun. Or a game that's like top 10 game of the year kind of thing. So, um, but Gables, the reason why, it's a big deal. It comes out a week earlier because October 18th is just the beginning of the second half of how crazy October gets. Also coming to Game Pass. A Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, uh, that's right. Yep. One of uh, one of my most anticipated games for the rest of, uh, for this year. Uh, I, I, I beat the first game last year and I loved it. Um, and I am so pumped to get a second one. Uh and just it, they improved. It looks like they improved a lot. They focused a lot on the combat because the first game it was like it almost it felt like you were fighting the combat in that game. It's still a good game. It was just it was more of a stealth game, story driven stealth game than it was uh, yes. the combat. This the combat was like secondary, and this feels like it's all kind of like infused together and it's all working together. Uh, so I, I'm excited for that idea. Um, so I'm pumped for that. Um, I don't know. Do you have any interest in in this one? Interest, I don't at the moment, only because I've never played through the original. But at the same time, I have high expectations for this game because of how well known and how well people loved the original Plague's Tale. Yeah. So I definitely see this game like being probably one of the best of the year. That's yeah. personal from what I've been seeing. So hopefully that ends up being true. Yeah, it's probably like my third most anticipated after you know, obviously God of War. Oh, I did. I forgot to mention I bought the God of War controller. Um, you I know appreciate what's you. Funny? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking right, doggy dog. Let's go, daddy. Let's fucking go. That was the other purchase that I had made. Okay, but... okay. Yeah, you were being you were being a little coy about that purchase. I'm like, okay, he's not want to tell me. All right, cool, Gables. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. Oh man. Got... That looks fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome, man. You got cool you got Skull and Hati on it? How can you not fucking buy that goddamn once they put him put those two little beautiful boys on there? I'm like, well I'm buying that. Uh <laughs> but stick with October eighteenth. God damn that control is so sexy. Uh it's October eighteenth. I've already I got five PS five controllers, Gables. It's getting too much. Um <laughs> Ghostbusters uh, Spirits are unleashed. So this is another Dead by Daylight style game. Okay. That's Ghostbusters. This is actually the people that made Predators. Uh, the Predator Hunting Ground and the uh, Friday Thirteenth game, um, right? It's coming out. Those other, those first two games were like budget games. They're like forty dollars. This one's coming out full price, seventy bucks. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay, like, hey, I get your money, but uh, I mean, I, I the the games like the games are like the first two like Predator Hunting Ground and Friday Thirteenth. They were fun games, but they were like great budget games. Yeah. With, yeah. And I don't know, like seventy bucks for for this game. It sounds like there's actually like a, they've actually put like so a campaign in this one so you can play by yourself. Okay, uh, so that's good. 
Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. This is like, I get October coming in October. Totally makes sense to do it. Uh, yes. But this is like a game that just feels like it's just going to be lost. Like we're going to totally forget this game comes out. Most after. definitely. This, dude, most likely this, this game, this Ghostbusters game is probably going to be buried because uh, the amount of renowned games coming before it and especially not too far like after the release of this game. $70, that's, you know what, for the style of game that they're looking for, the, apparently they have a campaign, apparently they have the whole 4v1 type of like stuff like as other games of its type have but at the same point it's like i haven't seen too much of it hopefully it's going to be a great game but i think at the 70 dollars price point people are probably going to pass that by as opposed to like just investing inside of a plague's tale requiem or later on in the month when we have other game yeah. releases yeah and it's just like those games are like never like saw the really well-made games they're just like no. they're kind of like jank and stuff but like in a, like friday 13 was a totally janky game but like in a fun way yep. um and i mean predators was like a fun game but it was very <sighs> bone bare bones i would say um yes yes so yeah so i don't know whatever and the type so. of games that you'll probably enjoy the first couple of months of the release and then probably not any longer after i, wonder, I mean a couple couple minutes maybe i don't fucking know i don't i i feel like this game's gonna come out october 18th and by october 19th we're gonna forget it came out um that's a strong possibility yeah i mean there's gonna be there's gonna be a pocket that's gonna be, that's excited it's gonna enjoy it but that's about it um unless it comes to game pass or something soon i yeah i don't see this thing sticking super long uh but moving on gables october 20th probably my second most anticipated game for the rest of the year my favorite game the sequel to my favorite game still on switch the game that i'd argue is six slots higher than breath of the wild um that is mario plus rabbits sparks of hope oh yes i can't fucking wait i've been wanting this game for five years over five years now um, they keep showing pre there's been like some previews came out this week. Uh, we got some more trailers as a story trailer. like, I don't want to know anything else about this game. I just want it in and around my mouth. <laughs> Understandably. So dude. I mean, <laughs> this, game, this game is definitely going to be one of those ones that, uh, it's going to be probably a contender for probably game of the year in regards to some aspects and some people's circles. It definitely has that potential, considering that the, the original one was well received. Mm-hmm. The combat was excellent. A lot of the DLC content that was with it, you know, it was kind of half and half. But the Donkey Kong stuff was strong. But uh, in regards to my overall excitement of it, I mean, it's it's high because the original left a large, largely good impression from what I played of it, and hopefully mm-hmm. the sequel outmatches that. Yeah, I remember I, that game came out. And I beat, I, I put like 20 something hours into it in like one week and I just couldn't stop playing it. So, um, top, I mean, I mean, something that people forget is that music was so fucking good. Those boss fights were amazing. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I like it. It's, I, I bought the $90 edition. I am all in, I'm, but the season pass and everything, I am pumped. Uh, but Gables, what's about Scorn moving from October 21st to the 14th? Okay. And we, we've already talked about a few pretty big games coming, coming out. Just in a just a few days after that. Well, let's talk about that October twenty first. Okay. We have Persona Five Royale coming to Game Pass, coming okay. to Switch, coming to PS Five, coming to PC. Mm-hmm. We also have 
New Tales of the Borderlands coming out. Coming out okay. everything. Not Switch, actually. No, look at it. No Switch. And then also, oddly enough, Gotham Knights. Supposed to come out October 25th. Just randomly yeah. bumped it up four days. Like, hey, October 25th. Nothing's happening today. What if we just go to October 21st? <laughs> uh, so they, they did it. Um, so yeah, we have Gotham Knights, New Tales of the Borderland, Persona 5 Royale. So obviously, Persona 5 has been out for a long time, but you know it's coming. To, it's a big deal. It's coming to everything else. Um, what are your vibes on these three games? All right. I don't have too much vibes upon Gotham Knights, only because I don't really see it doing too well, unfortunately. But in regards to New Borderlands, that has potential to be something decent. But it all depends upon what direction they lead towards in regards to their storytelling and stuff. Mm. The original Tales from the Borderlands from Telltale, that was strong. That was a strong narrative game. It was definitely fun learning the ins and outs and stuff. And definitely, like, fun going through the different type of experiences, like the whole finger gun scene. And, like, that kind of oh, game, yeah. Stuff like yep. that. That was one of my favorites. God, the whole God. homage to Scooter and stuff like that. With what happens with him. Oh, yeah. And, I forgot about uh, Scooter. Oh, oh my again. gosh. But uh, at, the, at the same time, though, I have high hopes for this game, like, renewing a lot of the good interest inside Borderlands for me. But uh, as far as Persona 5 Royal goes, I mean... I love Persona 5 Royal. It was one of my games of the year, like for yep, 2017. 2020. Oh, 2017? No, no, yeah, you're right. 2020. Yeah, yeah. 2017 is when it originally came out. But the, the, the Royale was 2020, yeah. Yeah, the Royale version was 2020. And my gosh, if you, if anyone listening in loves their JRPGs or wants a game that's going to last you for more than a month, definitely Persona 5 Royal is the game to play, either on Steam or on Switch or on PS5 or on Game Pass and stuff like that. You owe it upon yourself. If you're a fan of a JRPG and you want to get into the genre, or if you're just looking for that one game to play like hours on end and just get something out of it almost every play session and stuff without too much difficulty or too much frustration, Persona 5 Royal is the game to go forth and invest into. Yeah. Great cast of characters, great gameplay, definitely great emphasis on what a JRPG, I feel, should be in regards to modern times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, Gotham Knights is a game that's like, it's on my like watch list, but it's like a wait and see because like, it sounds like, it just looks like a, it could be good. It could be really good. It's one of those games where it's just like, well, yeah, it's going to be totally review based. Like if, but it's going to be not so much like, even if like, it's good, it's like how like, in depth is like how much of an Assassin's Creed style game is this game? Right. So it's just like, oh, it's an eighty-hour thing. I'm like, nah, fuck off. Uh, but if it's like, I don't know, like if it could just be a tier below, like some of the Batman games that we've had recently, like I could fuck with that. Like I'm good with that. We haven't had one in eight years, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, I want it to be good. I want to. I want to. I want to want to buy it. Is is kind of where I'm at. Right. Um, but it's like I'm. Yeah. It's like I'm. I'm with you. Where it's like honestly, the last trailer we had, where it showed off all the bosses and stuff and the boss fights. I'm like, finally, it was the first time. I'm like, this game looks fucking sweet. Um, but all the other shit they showed since like before that was just. Eh. Uh, New Tales of Borderlands, like kind of same idea. You and I both loved. Uh, I'm. I've always been a huge Telltale guy. Um, it, it's, it's, I was shocked when you played the game and you loved it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I love that game, but it's like, this is a whole, this is like a, a different studio working on this. This isn't telltale. This is actually gearbox working on it. These are totally different characters. 
Um, so it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like we don't, we haven't seen a lot on either. They just kind of announced it like earlier this year and then they show the trailer, uh, back in August and that's all we've gotten on it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just kind of, I feel like it's just kind of coming out. Uh, it's, I don't think, I think it's like 50 bucks too. So it's not even a full price game. So that's something. Um, and you know, Persona 5 Royale. What a, what a week for Game Pass. Absolutely. And Gills, what we call Game Pass? We call it the best deal in gaming. You're goddamn right. Yeah, we got, we got Scorn. And we got Playtale Requiem. And we got fucking Persona 5 Royale. So, very good week. Persona 5 Royale, get, I want to check it out. I'm gonna get, I want, it's not going to be this year, but I, I will check it out, Gables. Um, well, yeah. I mean, granted, give it give it a try, you know. It's going to be on Game Pass for a while and stuff. Might as well download and try it out. Yeah. I mean, what I got to lose that is other than 120 hours. Um, moving on. October 28th. Another busy day. We have the Resident Evil Village expansion with the with the uh, DLC. Um, we also it has the it has a reverse in it too, which okay. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, I mean it's probably the most important uh, online shooter that, uh, that's coming out that day. I can't think of anything else. Oh look, Modern Warfare Two is coming out on that same day. Um, and then for us, maybe most importantly, Bayonetta fucking three Gables. Absolutely, dude. I have high expectations for Bayonetta 3. It's probably going to wrap up the trilogy all nice mm-hmm. with a big old freaking bow. I am interested in playing more of that game. I loved what I've seen so far. I want to see what other crazy over-the-top crap that uh, she gets herself into this time. And it looks like we got multiple playable characters inside the game, too. So I want this to be a knock out of the park. I want yeah. this to be a fantastic game that's going to be fairly memorable for the right reasons and not for stupid reasons. And quite honestly, I want to see, I want to see how this ties up everything in regards to that series, or whether mm-hmm. if it does, you know, that's probably the best thing I am hoping for because uh, I firmly do expect this to be another game of the year candidate. Oh yeah, Rainbow Two is fantastic. Um... Just unfortunately came to the Switch or the Wii U uh, later to the Switch, but uh, yeah, I am super pumped for that game when they announced it in Game Awards 2017. Uh, so it's been nearly six years, nearly five years rather. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pumped for that. Uh, that's day one buy as well. It just sucks. There's just so many other things coming out. I think Bayonetta three is gonna be like my save for um, Extra Life kind of game. Like that's like maybe the perfect game to play oh, yeah. for Extra Life. Um, and then, oh, you know, Modern Warfare 2, like, I actually really like the can. you know, I've, I've always been kind of, uh, I've always been a big fan of the, of the campaigns, at least when they're good. Um, and, you know, it's, they haven't been, they've been kind of very much hit and miss, it feels like, lately, the last one I really got into, like, I, I didn't like Cold War that much, I just skipped the last one. Um, but Modern Warfare from 2019 was fantastic, I actually beat that entire thing in one sitting during Extra Life in 2019. Uh, it just sucks that, like, Redbox quit, uh, doesn't let you rent games anymore. Because otherwise, I would for sure uh, rent this game. I used to rent it for like a weekend for like ten bucks and just play play through it and then take it back. Um, but like the the Re- you know, the Resident Evil Village Winter Expansion thing, like it's gonna be wait and see. I think it's only like twenty dollars to upgrade for, for people that have already bought the game um, to get all the deal to get the reverse stuff. Well, the reverse is free, but like to get the uh, they added like the third person mode. Uh, they added the the DLC with Rose, um, and there's like extra stuff for the. The weird time attack mode. I can't remember what it's called. 
So I don't know. But I want to wait. The only thing I really care about is that Rose DLC. And I want to uh, not really feel the vibes on that one. So we shall wait and see. But Gables, let's move on to November. Um, okay. Not a lot here. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, Sonic Frontiers, Gables. November yeah. 8th. I'll tell you what. I'm glad you got something to say because I got nothing. <laughs> nothing good. I'll tell you what, dude. I mean, with Sonic Frontiers, it has the unfortunate thing of being released close to God of War Ragnarok. Yep. <laughs> but uh, in regards to what I have been hearing from people that have played it and from watching bits of game footage and stuff, I don't know what to think about the game. I'll be perfectly frank with you. I have moderate expectations of Sonic Frontier. I am open to the possibility of it being maybe like a underrated hit that goes under the radar because of it being buried by other great games around that same release period. But at the same time, at the same time, you know, it's like, I want this game to be good. I Mm. do. But I have been hit and burned so many times with fucking Sonic games. But... It's mostly from ever since, like, the Sonic Adventure games all the way up till now and stuff. Like, oh, hey, this is not a Sonic game, you know? It's, uh, it's like, uh, what the hell is a couple other ones? Like, oh, yeah, like, Sonic and the Secret Rings or Sonic the Black Knight or, like, uh, Sonic Unleashed. Or what was like, the one for a Wii U? Boom? Oh, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric. Yeah. You know, all those games that I just mentioned and also one of the more abysmal ones being Sonic 06... Each of them were unveiled. Fans were excited. They went through the whole Sonic cycle to where it's introduced. You see a little bit of gameplay or something like that. They have some sort of questions or something just seems so sketchy. And then all of a sudden you get super hyped in terms of the release. And then when it finally does release, it gets either just completely just shat upon by critics or something but yet you'll still have those individual people that just say, oh, I really like this game because of this, 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 and that, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, granted, you're, you're open to like which game you like to like, but at the same point, Sonic Frontiers is just a game that I could very well see this happening to where there will be the most hardcore that will love playing this game, and then just mostly critics will just hate it. <laughs> That's what I feel. Yeah, it's but I mean it's like the thing I said a while back. It's like Sonic fans are in an abusive relationship where they just accept below average, um, and they they take that below because the the bar is so low, the below average is great to them. Um, yeah, and you deserve better, people. You deserve better, and I'm sorry if this is happening to you. I want I don't I never care for Sonic. I would argue there's never been a good Sonic game, um, but that's me. I'm not. That I'm not. That's not me. Like saying all Sonic's bad. I just don't care for Sonic. Uh, but I want this game to come out and be a nine out of ten. I want that for people. I do. I just. I think best case if this game comes out and it's like a low eighties, like an eighty one on a Metacritic or open critic, that would be fuck. That would be huge. That would. That's not even like a joke. That would be a huge win because. Most of them are like low seventies to sixties. So, if they Absolutely. can get, if they can just get, like, if they can make seventy nine, that's a fucking win. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not even. This is me being one hundred percent. This isn't like hot take, Tyler. This isn't me being a character. This is one hundred percent me being real. 
where I'm saying, I want this game to be good. And you should quit defending them when they put out mediocrity and call them on their bullshit. It's okay to be a fan of something, be a fanboy, but yeah, come on. You know, you got to recognize, you know, at least be like, I'm a Kojima fanboy, but I don't like Death Stranding and it's okay. And it's okay. And it it hurts me to say that hurts me when I play the game. I don't like it. And I keep going back to it year after year after year to convince myself that I like the game. And I just don't, uh, am am I going to do it next in January? Cause it seems like it's always January when I go back to play that game. Yeah. I'm going to play it again. Gables in like two months and I'm going (laughs) to probably come back on this podcast and bitch about it, but I'm going to keep doing it because I, I get it. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just, I feel bad, and I hope it's good. I want I to be good. Say, one last thing I will say about that, in regards to previous Sonic games, the last Sonic game that released on the platform was Sonic Forces in 2017, like oh, mainline boy. stuff like that. An open critic, it has a 56. Yeah, and it was mostly the reason being it was frustrating platforming, short length, lack of difficulty. I saw some bit of footage of it. I never had a chance to play the game. But at the same time, these type of ratings for Sonic games over the past 15, 20 years, (laughs) this is part of the reason why we have such a low morale in general when it comes to Sonic games. Because it's the same old shit that's literally Sega, at times, I feel like, does not know how to make a good Sonic game any longer. (laughs) Well, it, I mean, took, uh, it took Christian Whitehead, yeah, in his involvement inside of some, to create retro Sonic games because yeah. he knows how to fucking create. They literally Sonic had to hire somebody Sega. that's not Sega to make the game good. Yeah, make good say. Yeah, I would say it's not. You can't argue. You can't argue that they did. They like arguably did they forget to make it? It's like we know. Like they haven't made one like a good one like over twenty five years. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, fucking wild man um gables <laughs> i don't really got too much to add on this one because they've been geeking about it for i mean four years now uh four and a half years now holy shit got a little rack november 9th the day after sonic frontiers um yeah that's all in for everybody yeah this, um, this is definitely yeah. going to be either this or elden ring being game of the year from a vast majority of people yeah i, I no question yeah i think elden ring is gonna win no matter what but uh um, I think yeah, this is the one real competition it has, and like I mean, you're talking about Elden Ring is probably going to be like when the generation's over, the Elden Ring is going to be on that list, like in that top. Absolutely. I, I mean, if if it's not in the top five, well, I mean, holy shit, how great is this generation? Uh, and I don't even like Elden Ring, and I'm 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 willing to admit that. Um, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok is my is my it's, it's my everything. It's my, I mean, these are the type of games releases that like you don't anticipate that often like the hype level your like your excitement level you can't wait factor doesn't hit often like i can't think of many games like metal gear Solid 5 last was part two god of all ragnarok i can like those are like the in the last like five years uh or no seven years actually um those have been like my most anticipated like ever like hyped up moments i can remember for like a game as an adult um even though i'm in my 30 like my mid-30s now well i heard to say uh but yeah, I, I don't have anything to add. Like I, I mean, I've been, I haven't shut about this game for four years, four and a half years. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm just ready. I'm just ready to get that game in my hands. Yeah, well said. 
Uh, but uh, moving on here, November 15th. November, kind of a light month, rather. Um, seems like everything's coming October. Uh, Pentiment coming out October or November 15th. Uh, that is the uh, Obsidian game. It's like that weird art, like cartoony, like art style, uh, sketch art style. Uh, that's like, uh, like a murder mystery. I don't know. It's like a, it's a, it's a, like a smaller, like, there's only like 10 people working on it. You know, revealed at, uh, E3, this, our summer game fest rather, um, back in June. It's going to game pass. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna check it out. Um, maybe eventually, but I'm not like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I care. Kills. Yeah, for this, I'm really not too sure about this game in and of itself, and that's because I really haven't seen too much of it. Yeah. And on the same time, I'm like, I don't really have too much interest in it, so it's yeah. kind of because it's how so close to it is from God of War Ragnarok and another game that we're just going to be going. Over. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the other game is Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 coming November 16th. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm kidding. That is coming on November 16th, though. Uh, we, we're talking about, uh, of course, Ghost Simulator 3 coming on November 17th. No, I'm kidding. Once again, we are, of <laughs> course, talking about uh, uh, Dark Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil Within, uh, within Me. No, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, November 18th. Uh, yeah, we're pumped for these games. I am excited. I'm curious like how well these games are going to run. Uh, that's my notice. Like, I'm nervous about that. But... Um, you know, just kind of how much are they taking from Arceus? Honestly, I hope they take a lot from Arceus and not just in terms of the battle combat and all that other stuff, but in terms of exploration type of things in and of itself. From what we've seen so far, it looks like it's a little bit more evolved from what Legends Arceus was earlier on this year to where you can fully explore a specific area in that regards until moving on to another area for after completing certain missions. But uh, I am loving a lot of the brand new Pokemon that are being unveiled a little bit by bit. There was one that was revealed this past week. Wiggler. And, uh, Not yeah, Wiggler. 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 Wow. A water form of Diglett, which they yeah. have named Wiglet. And it's hilarious because it's like it's it's like incredibly long, right? It looks like almost like sort of uh looks like a tapeworm. It almost kind of does look like a tapeworm. <laughs> but... Uh, it stretches. It's part water type, and it's just hilarious. Stretch Armstrong. Oh well, I can see the inspiration behind that too. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of things I'm kind of excited for here for Scarlet and Violet, and it's not just like the starters in of itself. It's not just like the new, the new area and like the new exploration stuff. There's just a lot of quality of life changes I'm already seeing from them working on this game side by side with Legends Arceus, which if they don't put, in my honest opinion, I know I haven't seen too much gameplay right at this moment. I've seen trailers. I've seen little hints of things that are either being teased or may have been teased. I have completely cut myself off from any type of rumors and speculations because the game is pretty much fully out there already in terms yeah. of information. Everything is and leaked. I- yeah, everything pretty much is leaked about this game because it's Pokemon. It's the best-selling franchise in the world right now. And a major game release, yeah, it's going to be hard keeping that stuff out under wraps. But obviously my excitement for it is fairly high, and hopefully it performs well. Hopefully the game yeah. will be fucking fun for me to go forth and play for 
not just when it releases, but also for the rest of the year, because I firmly am expecting this game to tie me over for the rest of the year, hopefully. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I am definitely having, like, uh, I'm definitely excited for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it, too. It's just, like, like I talked about, my, my big thing, concern, is just how well it's going to run. And then yeah. what are they taking from Arceus? Because that's like, I loved Arceus. I love the gameplay of it. And if we can get a modern day uh, Pokemon game, like <clears throat> that's all I ever wanted uh, for a Pokemon right. game. Uh, just for me, the, the biggest concern is always just like, can the Switch handle it? It's not, I, I have all the confidence in the world in ga- uh, Game Freak. It's just I don't have confidence in the Switch as a hardware at this point uh, in the in the life cycle. Um so, uh, and I still love the Switch. I just, <laughs> I just really want the thing to be able to run. Um, people have no, it's like, there's, most people don't have too many issues with the Switch itself other than like the online stuff and also the hardware limitations. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, man, it's gonna be, just give me a Switch Pro at this point. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Uh, but like I said, Dark Pictures Anthology come out the same day, Devil with Devil in Me. I love uh, Until Dawn. The quarry came out this year. Fantastic. Um, so the fact we're getting two and like, five months is awesome uh you know the quarry obviously a more of a full-length game this one's coming out these are this was a 40 dollars game so it's a it's more of a budget game uh i love i i really liked um fuck what was the game i forgot the game uh house of ashes last year was awesome mamma dan uh was it was a seven out this is like a 6.5 7 out of 10 um but although i guess they did just like announce like they had like the, the next gen versions just came out this week um, you can upgrade for free. Uh, they now they just put out like a free chapter, I guess, for Man Medan or something like an extended chapter. Right. So I'm gonna check that out, I guess. Um, and then um, Little Hope was actually like it's all seven point five. Um, so they're getting better. Uh, the Devil in Me is like, um, they it's like uh, I guess like a, a Saw version, like it's their version of like a Saw game. So I don't know, sounds kind of badass. I I just kind of go like blackout on these type of games because like they're so based off like your first reaction to these things and like the story and like the characters that I, I don't want to see anything from this. I just want to play the guys can't wait to like, uh, yeah, I pre-ordered it. It's bought. I just want to play it. So um, moving on though, December, maybe the best December ever for video games. Um, we got Marvel's midnight suns, which we've talked about a lot. It's going December 2nd. Um, this is the XCOM devs. Ah, just, it, this is a game they really got to prove. I think it's, it's, it's going to sell well because it's Marvel, but I don't know how many people are going to be excited about this. The card system, uh, it's just, uh, I feel like this whole run-up to this game has just been kind of bungled. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have anything else to add on that one, though, Gables. No, I don't really have too much to add for Marvel's Midnight Suns. Okay. Um, Clues of Protocol coming out uh, December 2nd as well. I can't fucking wait for that. It's the Dead Space people making their uh, new game. That game looks incredible. There's a new trailer that came out this week. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. I'm excited to watch it. Um, but that it's just it's fucking Dead Space. And uh, yeah, uh, we haven't had one in a very long time. I'm not counting three because three was not a Dead Space game. Um, so no, I'm was. pumped. <laughs> no, uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad game. It was just a terrible Dead Space game. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I hype level. Hyped, 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 hyped for this game. Are you going to buy this game? Are you a Dead Space fan? Let's see. Am I a Dead Space fan? Well, I do have the, I do have the first two games on 
fucking 360 form on my bookcase right Okay, well, you also the Burger King games on, on Xbox 360, so I don't want to fucking hear about if you're a fan or not. Burger King games? I don't have the Burger King games. Oh, okay. Maybe that's me. I have I have the, the Burger King games on 360. That's right. Maybe Doritos Crash Course. Maybe Harm's Way. Maybe oh, man. And what sucks, you can't download whatever. that game anymore. The Doritos Crash Course. Or the Yaris game. Remember the Yaris game? Oh, yeah. I think I remember <laughs> that, too. I think you can, but, like, you technically can't, like, re-download, like, them, like, say, on yeah, the marketplace. Yeah, they're not there anymore. It's sad. Sad day. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pumped for Close Protocol. Uh, also come out in December, Gables. December 13th. Final Fantasy VII Reunion Crisis Core. Holy fucking shit. What a month. What, December is a great fucking month, guys. Uh, I am... Yeah. So fucking hyped for this fucking game. Uh, know, I'm strangely hyped for this game too. Yeah. Uh, I love the remake. I played Final Fantasy VII, the OG, for the first time this year. I even bought the shitty, uh, what was that movie called, Gables? The Final Fantasy VII movie? Advent Children. That ge- that movie. That movie's trash. I bought the 4K Blu ray of that fucking thing. <laughs> I haven't bought a physical media in like over a decade. I never bought a 4K Blu ray before. I bought that trash. Um, I can't wait to play this game though. It looks uh, looks really good. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to hear your hype cables, dude. I am I'm excited mostly because I want to see what improvements they've made since the PSP version back in 2007. Because that was when I played through Crisis Core, and it was hilarious because I remember two things: one, the cutscenes and the story throughout that thing that was fantastic. I felt. The leveling up system I thought was not that great because it relied upon a slot system type of leveling. Yeah, that's my one concern. But the combat was fine. From what we've seen already for the revealed like trailers and like what they've seen so far, what we've seen so far, it seems like they have addressed a lot of the complaints. So I am oddly excited for this game that's going to come out in December, and hopefully. Hopefully, it's not going to be trash. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, also, come out December thirteenth. This is the last but not least, High on Life. That is the Rick and Morty uh, creator game. Um, that game looked funny as fuck. That's one of the talking guns and talking knife. Uh, it's coming to yeah. Game Pass as well. Um, I'm looking forward to that game. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but it's definitely a game. Like it is when we talk about the perfect Game Pass game. This is that um, because uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if, if this game came up for fifty bucks or something like that. I don't know if I give it a chance. Uh, or like maybe if it was like thirty, forty. I don't know. Uh, but let's just look. The word of mouth was good. Uh, but yeah, this game looks like a ton of fun. It's just kind of this was come out uh, at the beginning of October, I believe, and it's got pushed to uh, December thirteenth. Uh, so it's kind of yeah. just a, like rough time for it to come out. So um, the last, the last like two, like we have like a two month stretch of just like from mid October to like mid December. Of just banger after banger after banger, of it definitely feels like it. Yeah, I, this might be like I feel like this is maybe one of the busiest stretches of gaming we've had. Usually we get like like four big games like in like a three week span, and then that's it. But it just feels like we're getting like three, like two or three almost every week for a like especially like the second half of October, and then a couple of big games, a few big games in November, and then like four three or four bigger games in December. So 
it definitely know. reminds me of times long past in regards to the game releases from that whole fall period all the way up to the end of the year. This is how some gaming releases were like around 20 to like 25 years ago. I mean, we're talking about the 90s in terms of late 90s stuff, like yeah. early 2000s stuff. This is before like GameCube, PS2, Xbox stuff, and even some bits after those consoles released released in regards to that but yeah. uh, that's what kind of reminds me of with this type of release schedule to where we have so many like noteworthy games that are going to be coming out for the main platforms and stuff not just in october but november then you get towards the mid like like the early to mid december and stuff and it's like the some that we probably consider like the b-type games or we just decided like it's like based loosely upon like say another key franchise game or something. I'm just saying that it definitely has that sort of feel to me because I have that same type of excitement like I did back then to where, oh, God, this is coming out. But then this is coming out. I got to play this one. This is coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I haven't felt that in a while. October alone has, like, in the last two weeks, has, like, six games I want to play. So, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Usually, like, we get to Black, like, the week before Black, uh, before Thanksgiving is, like, that's it. We're cut off for until like February. Uh, and yep. it, it just doesn't stop. So, uh, but Gables, uh, we got to stop soon here. So we got to move on. Uh, move on and talk about E3. I, I totally blank. I totally shut down okay. mentally there. I am so sorry. I don't know what happened to me. I was uh. panicking. I'm like, what do I do? How do I talk again? Wow. I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, I have been up for. Seven, 19 hours straight. I'm just prepping for extra life at this point. Um, E3 is not dead, Gables. I'm wearing my E3 is dead shirt. Um, it's not dead. Uh, this is false advertisement on the shirt. Do not sue me. Um, sue, sue Jeff Grubb and Mike Min- Minotti. Um, coming up, it's going to be June 13th through the fifth, the 16th, rather. Um, so Reed Pop is running this. Uh, they have the people that yeah. run like New York Comic Con. They run like all the Prime or uh, the uh, PAX Primes and stuff like that. Uh, oh, they man. actually actually offered to run this thing back in 2019, and E3 said no because they didn't want to. ESA said no because they don't want to pay Repop to do this. Well, now they're doing it. Kind um, of have to pay them now, don't they? Yeah, like they really have much of a choice in this matter. It's like, hey, you're gonna you're dead or you come, you pay us and you have a chance. Um, so they did say though, like starting like. They like they're like June 11th. They'll start doing like gaming events. Like this, okay. like like I'm assuming like that means like conferences and stuff like that. Um, but uh, so that what's going to happen here is June 13th to the 15th will be business days uh, reserved for like industry personnel and stuff like that. And then June 15th and the 16th will be gamer days um, in which the general public will be able to attend. Uh, the game and business side will be separated, which is pretty awesome. Uh, ES the ESA also did say they will support and uplift partner digital events and showcases um which means so there's also a lot of mini like events that go on around e3 so like a lot of because it caught like the biggest issue is like ES, esa has always been like uh they've been pretty bad at what they're doing it's just kind of get away with it because it's e3 um then people finally got sick of it the last few years and COVID hit and it really just kind of like kind of like just sped up the process of right of the whole e3 is dead thing and um because of so it costs, they would charge like Sony and Microsoft, Nintendo, like high, high six figures, seven figures, just to put the advertising of E3 on their events, uh, and then charge them a ton of money 
just to be at the at the have square footage at the event. Sometimes it would cost him cost these companies tens of millions of dollars to be there, um, and that's a big reason why you see a lot of digital events blow up over the last you know few years. Um, and then more people like you see EA is like now doing their thing off site. Yep. Microsoft doing their stuff off site, stuff like that. Bethesda used to do their stuff off site, and they even have like all three of them would have like their events like at the building uh, at like the building they they're having their events at instead of being a part of E3 because it was much cheaper to just rent out your own building and do it yourself uh, than just rent this building, rent this little space from this company that's renting this building. Um, and then also there's been like a lot of like a lot of indie events would go on around the area and stuff like that. Uh, but like ESA would never like, uh, like talk about them. Uh, so it'd be like a lot of smaller indies, stuff like that. So give them a chance to kind of look at it. So now they're saying like, Hey, we'll, we'll let you, we'll, you know, we're not going to charge you any money, but if you can't afford to be on the space, like we will support you, which is just awesome. It's like, it just feels like they're just, it's obviously like them trying to get some goodwill from gamers. Uh, but it's in like in industry people, probably more importantly, industry people than us. Uh, cause there's people that was like, we want E3, but we want E3 for the conferences. We don't really care about everything else. Um, but the, the, we can't have that without like the industry want to be a part of it uh, and trusting ESA not to fuck them over. And also don't really leak all their information on the, on the internet. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it sounds like, Hey, they're repops just doing the obvious things and doing what repop does and putting on a really great event with actually a plan in place. And Maybe uh, hopefully I just hope that I, I'm just kind of curious how it's gonna work with Summer Game Fest and uh, and E3, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic for the first time, and it feels like four years about E3. What about you, Gables? Well, yeah, it's definitely that optimistic type of feel in the air in regards to E3. Definitely looking forward to seeing how they go forth and uh, maintain who's going to be at the event in and of mm. itself, which indie game developers or this and that. But at the same time, you know, it's like, is it still going to be like in the L.A. center? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if it's still in the same place and stuff and it's open to gamers like after the initial games journalists or all the media people or something are already done doing what they're doing and stuff. I could see this be a potential like a sign of goodwill in regards to having all these different things like come into place and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's just like one of those wait and see things to where I'm glad that they that the ESA has like finally gotten to a point to where they had to go and get some outside help in order to continue on. Yeah. Three. And it's, it's going to be entirely different form than what it used to be. We pretty much have known that for years now, but at the same time, it's another alternative inside of June where we have uh, more information about game stuff being released without having to sit through so much of (laughs) supposed press conference bullshit. That doesn't lead anywhere. Yeah, hopefully they cure, do a better job of curating this than they did in 2020. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I just, I just want the event. I just want my press conferences. Uh, I want, I want, I just, I want that thing. Uh, and I, I really don't care if it's Summer Game Fest or E3 that gives it to me, or a combination of the two. Um, but you know, if we can make everybody happy in the process, that's great. Uh, but Gables, you know, I'm, I'm totally my mind's breaking again. I'm, I'm back now. I'm back. I had to reboot for a second. One thing is dead. Yes. So E3's back. But in its place, Stadia is dead. Um, yep. We killed Stadia, Gables. Which sucks because <laughs> I don't, I don't, what do I do with this? What do I do with my Stadia? 
Um, I have the Stadia thing here. I got a Chromecast uh, for audio listeners. I'm holding the Stadia box. Um, I have uh, this controller yeah. uh, here. Uh, it's like I've, I don't. What do I do with it now, Gables? Is it paperweight? Do I put my beers on it? Well, I technically could still use your controller for other things, like on your PC or whatever. Anal stuff, stuff. But, yeah. But uh, other than that, man, uh, you're looking at a pretty decent-sized paperweight. Yeah. I mean, it's there's some solid weight to it. I feel like I can, like, it's almost, like I could probably murder somebody with that thing if I wanted to. Not that I well, will, but I could. In regards to games whatsoever, did you actually use that service for anything? Absolutely not. Nope. No, I didn't. Nope. Okay. So <laughs> I never used it. Anything. You, were pro- you were giving that for free, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. I got it for free yes, for being a YouTube it. subscriber because uh, I, I have YouTube <laughs> premium. Uh, they gave it to me free. The, I, I, the Chromecast that comes with it, Chromecast, fucking awesome. Uh, I have no interest in playing in Stadia, though. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, so it's dead. Uh, it's very weird. So, I mean, it's not weird because I think everybody, we, we talked about this three over three years ago when they announced this thing. Like, yes, I mean, like... Like the the whole idea, like the plan didn't really seem to have a plan. Like, well, they had a plan, but it wasn't a good plan. Uh, didn't really. Well, they had a general idea. They looked like they scribbled some shit down on a napkin, uh, and like, oh, cool, we'll launch it tomorrow. Um, but everybody knew this wasn't going to work out. Google has the worst, has a, the one of the worst track records with sticking with things. Like, if it blows up immediately, yeah, they'll stick with it. But if it doesn't, uh, they move on very quick. Google Glass. Uh, look at Microsoft Surface, the, not the Surface that we know of. Look up the original Microsoft Surface, uh, and then look up what Microsoft Surface actually is now. Uh, totally different things. Um, they are a company known for just, which great. You have a lot of money. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like spend a lot of time on research and development, test some shit out, lose some money here, but and find like that's what you do. Um, it just sucks. Uh, I feel bad for what's so, what, so it's it's. You can't buy anything. You can't spend any more money on this service anymore. Um, but they did say it's going to officially go offline on January 18th. That means like if you bought games on this service, they will go away. You can't play them anymore on January 18th. Um, yep. As a matter of fact, they're going through and refunding a lot of the money and stuff. Yes. That people actually spent on the service itself, which yes. is crazy to me. So if you bought that, you, like, so that thing I got here, the controller and the Chromecast was 150 bucks. Initially, it came with like three months of their like their Game Pass equivalent, which I got a free month of, and I I never even bothered playing it. Um, but like, if you bought any of the games on the service with like, because the the hard part, like the weird part was like they had like, hey, it's it, we have the subscription thing, that's kind of like Game Pass, uh, but also you can buy games on here, but like they're old games, but we're charging that they're being charged for full price. Hey, you want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey that came out three years ago? Yeah. Cool, sixty bucks. Oh, uh, so uh, it was very weird. Like, hey, I, it's on. It's like twenty bucks over here on sale. Yeah, but sixty bucks on Stadia. Um, you don't own it. Uh, you could you, could, you can't download it, but you can stream it. Um, play it on your phone. Uh, so it's in January eighteenth. But yeah, you can you can go in and like set up and get refunded for all for every dime you spent. So if you bought that hundred fifty dollar uh, early adopter thing, or you spent money buying that the controller. Or even the extra controllers or any games you bought on it, uh, you will be fully refunded. Uh, they say it'll take a few months to get that refund, but you'll get it. But if you like, so if you pay the ten dollars a month for like the Game Pass equivalent thing they had, right? You don't get refunded for that, obviously. Uh, but it's only for the games you actually purchased on there because uh, you weren't purchasing the games with the Game Pass thing. Um, 
So that I mean that's something that's good. They're doing the right thing with that one. And probably legally, they're probably doing the right thing with that one as well. Uh, but it's, some of the worst, the, the, I think the worst part about this whole thing is like it's it's easy to, to rag on. I'm all for like making fun of Google on this one. Um, and uh, Phil Phil Henderson, is that one is Phil Harrison. Harrison, whatever. Yeah, fuck him. I don't know. He doesn't start to get his name said correctly. Um, someone called him the Vince Russo of video games, and I, I fucking broke uh, me. That is definitely a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, dude. I mean, he was there front and center when the PlayStation 3 was, re- was introduced yeah. and released. The, the, the Xbox. The, the, the Xbox. The Dreamcast, like he did something really cool. He did something really cool in the '90s, and he's been living off of it ever since. Uh, he is Jesus the Vince Russo of video games, and I put some. What do you well, know? It, it's like it's it all of a sudden, man. It's like with Google Stadia coming out. He's been single. Honestly, he's been secretly like not just the Vince Russo, but he's been pretty much like the bad luck charm in terms of like yeah, whatever he touches is just bad. Yeah, I mean we we found out like uh, that he was that uh, Kojima was actually working on a Death Stranding sequel with him, and then he canceled the game. So uh, he's obviously not good at business. Um, Not to say that game would be like I'm not that game probably wouldn't have sold like a million like ten million copies, but. Would have people would have taken Stadia seriously? We put a fucking Kojima game on it, uh, and would have sold something, um, way more than what they did. Um, so, some the, the really shitty part here. Like I said, I'm all for like this on Phil Russo. I'm gonna call him Phil Russo for now on, uh, and Google for this. But I'm not gonna like. I feel bad for a lot of people here. Uh, the devs and the employees of the, of, of Stadia uh, found out the same time we did. Um, wow. So even so to the point that like developers were like, I was emailing with my representative from, uh, Stadia yesterday. Like I was putting a game, like some of them were talking about one person was like, I'm putting a game out next winter. Like I'm like, I'm talking about like early next year. One developer is like, I'm, I have a day, a game coming out November 1st. One person had a game coming out today. Gables today. One person had a game coming out wow. that day. They released it that morning, and then they canceled the service. They got rid of the service. Um, wow, I'd be fucking pissed at that. So, and that's like a lot of concerns. Is like, are we gonna get paid for this because we had deals in places with you, or like we just like did, fucked exactly. out of that money? Did they just um, waste their entire development time because they did not give them forth warning that it was going to be canceled? Yeah, like I mean, that's just terrible. Um, and like I said, like the the thing just it didn't seem like they had a really game, but it was like it was a weird thing of like we're not going to invest a lot of money into this thing until it, it proves that it's a success, but it's also not going to be a success because we're not going to put a lot of effort and money into this thing. Yeah, uh, like the tech is there. The tech, everybody was saying that it worked great. Like the 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 I think the final nail in the coffin for people should have been. And I made this joke at the time when when Cyberpunk first came out, December 2020. The best place to play Cyberpunk was on Stadia. Up until yeah. probably six months ago, the best place to play Cyberpunk was on Stadia. Uh, and nobody cared. Uh, nobody cared because fucking nobody wanted to play it on Stadia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, like I, if that's a selling point for me, like, right. I mean, like what the fuck, uh, you also heard like someone was talking about like Borderlands three came out there in full price, but like the patches would come out like six, seven months behind. 
Uh, from yeah, so that's how far behind the thing was. Um, also, like they're like signing like overpaying a ridiculous amount of money uh, for like they they gave Rockstar over ten million dollars to port Red Dead Redemption Two over to their to their service, and then also the wow. sales they got from it. Uh, same thing with Cyberpunk. Same thing with like Ubisoft. Uh, a couple other games like that. They spent I guess well over sixty million dollars on deals with like AAA developers to like just massive overpays to get the game on the service. But the problem is by the time these games came to the service, they were two, three, four, five years old. Um, yep. and like, why would I want to pay full price for this game when I've already bought it on another console? You know, years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, just like I said, the whole thing is just sad. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. It's sad. But at the same time, it's like the ones that, are obviously hurting the most are the ones that not only fully invested themselves inside of this service, but at the same time are losing a significant amount of not just game progression and stuff, but a significant amount of time that was just wasted because of uh, all this shit that Google has been doing behind the scenes revolving the Sadia. But uh, yeah, the game developers, the freaking pr people and everyone at hand that was responsible for like putting out games for stadiums of them being caught off guard the day of the announcement that's just crazy to me yeah. that's just out of left field and honestly it's terrible business sense too you don't even give a heads up to the people that you know may want to hear that you're going to be shutting down this system let's go scare it's going to scare off future people from maybe not in that stadia, but like other things where it's like, oh, I don't want to work with these people. They're just going to fuck us over. Like, there's a good chance they might just fuck us over. It also like, shows like a good choice. It also shows like a good like uh, representation that, you know, there's just some people that don't want to have like an all cloud streaming device. You know, I mean, yeah. there are some that will want some cloud features here and there and stuff, but yet. Honestly, if I was a console maker, I'd rather have the best of everything in regards to not only providing physical stuff, but also digital and also cloud-based type of stuff as well. Kind of like how the current generation is sort of doing yeah. with what's going and stuff. If you're just streaming only and you still can't find a way to capitalize on some of the biggest AAA games that you probably have the most advantage in your system during a time frame, I yeah. mean, that's in and of itself one of the reasons why this console is dead. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, like I th- cloud gaming is no doubt the future of it. It's a, it's, it was eventually the future of music, uh, movies, TV, everything we do. It'll eventually become, it'll just become the common thing for gaming. Eventually. I mean, I'm not saying feel physical media is still alive for those other things, but now will still be the case for gaming, but eventually, we're gonna get to the point where, like, we're already at the point now where, like, you know, Game Pass and PS Plus and stuff like that, uh, that those things are coming. Uh, you know, Ubisoft Plus, uh, EA, EA Play um, are all coming. Pretty common in gaming, uh, you know, just like it was in movies. Uh, and that's gonna be the future for for video games, and that's gonna happen. Um, the problem is like. Like the on live had the same issues with like they're bringing out like games that are like years old coming out and that was I mean at the time like this was kind of a cool technology but it was years it was way ahead same thing with the Ouya um, and Stadia was like I mean it's like the the problem is like just because like the tech was really there for for Stadia 
Um, you see Luna. Seems like Amazon Luna. Seems like it's it's kind of just like it's kind of festering. It's not like I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's. It seems like it's good. Everybody seems like that played it. it says it's really great service. It's really good tech. But it's like it seems like the other idea where it's like it's not a store for like you're just it's it's just you're you're getting subscriptions. It's just a hub to have basically like a monthly subscription to play games, which is right. exactly what Stadia should have been. Um, but uh, you know, you look at like I mean, right now the, the problem is like people don't want to have st- multiple different like stores basically they're, they're like they want to have all their shit in as few as possible places as possible you know i want right. you know it's like for me it's like nintendo is my nintendo first party console xbox is my game pass machine if i'm like my ps5 is my where i buy my third parties and i buy my first parties like that's like my game right. that is my primary game machine that's what people want they want to have very few it's like the same issue like we see on like epic with their games with their game store they're doing where it's like well, they're having trouble, a hard time getting people to buy Steam because they already have Steam. They don't want to create, have, have a different thing. Uh, like you see people that have like that, you know, like uh, Microsoft when they wanted people to buy their games through Window. They went back to Steam because people didn't want to buy games. They want to keep their, yeah. they want to have their shit in as few locations as possible. Same thing with like Call of Duty. They went back to fucking Steam because people don't want to go to the Blizzard. The uh, was it Blizzard Net or whatever fuck it is called. Um, yeah, I, you look at like the Xbox, the X Cloud. Like they have the perfect setup. They already have us integrated into it, and it's just a thing they're just adding to Game Pass. It's like, yeah. hey, your games that are already you can already play on Game Pass and games that you've already owned. Not all of them yet. They're working on it. They're slowly adding to it. But like these games that you you've already owned for fifteen, sixteen years, like you can just play on X Cloud now. Uh, are these games on Game Pass coming out? Yeah, you just play them. Like they're just. It's just a thing they're just adding to the service, so they have a heads up. You see the same thing PlayStation with like they're you're allowed to, you're able to stream some games. Sometimes you're only able to stream instead of download, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's a hard sell to get people to come to your platform, uh, and you got to give them a reason. And like they announced, hey, we got Jade Raymond, we got we got all the, we've opened up two studios, but like they open up these studios just a few months before they release this platform it's like no you want to launch with these games and then a year in you just close the studios and lay everybody off so it's like okay well like you're not we're telling you're not really taking it seriously it's like playstation didn't just come out and was great like they had tekken they had grand turismo xbox had halo nintendo had had mario it's like you can't just put a fucking you can't be a new platform a new uh system new storefront and not have a reason to go there. Like the tech alone right. isn't enough the reason to go there. Because otherwise you look at most console generations, usually a lot of times the most powerful console doesn't win. It's the it's no. the console that has the best games. Look at look at the Wii. Outsold the PS3 and the 360. Wasn't the best selling wasn't the most powerful. Um look at the PlayStation 2. Was the third most powerful console. Was number yes. one best selling console. The best selling console of all time. Uh it just because you are the the best at something doesn't mean you're gonna win. I mean, Blu-ray HD DVD was better, was cheaper, and the quality was better than Blu-ray. Yeah, but people, but the, the companies that made the movies made the like porn. Honestly, is a big part of that too. Went with Blu-ray, and Blu-ray won. Even though HD DVD is cheaper and better, they went with Blu-ray. 
and that's just I mean just because you're the just because you have you have the best just because you're the best technically what you do doesn't mean people are going to go to you so but guys we got to move on um I'm going to run through these really fast sorry for taking too long on that one uh other, other news this week Gables um Wildheart was revealed that is that Monster Hunter style game that Koi Tecmo was, was working on uh, that was revealed. We got a little bit of uh, gameplay for that one. Looks really good. Come out February seventeenth, real fast. I don't know if you seen the trailer yet, Gibbles. I have seen the trailer. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I'm actually like, I'm I'm intrigued. I went from I don't care to hey, okay, cool. I'm down. Let's check this out. Uh, Sackboy: A Big Adventure is coming out in October to PC. Uh, that leaked on Steam a while ago, so it, make, it makes sense. Uh, Skull and Bones: Gables got delayed to March 9th. Like the third or fourth delay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think what's most telling is the fact that they delayed it to release right before the end of the fiscal year. So I should tell you everything we need to know about that game. If a game gets delayed and it gets moved to right before the end of the fiscal year, um, no, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, Just look at EA's track record of doing that for putting games out in March. You're going to have a bad time. Um, Silent Hill got really got raided in South Korea. Uh, Silent Hill, a short message. Um, I'm just kind of done with uh, Silent Hill rumors and leaks and stuff like that until we just fucking see it. Yeah, I'm at that point too, to where I don't care these supposed rumors or something like that. I want to see a concrete trailer now. Yeah, yeah. Not until tomorrow. Yeah. Now. Until we get an official announcement or like a trailer, yeah, I don't. I just, I mean, we know they're happening. It's just a matter of like when are we going to see them. Uh, and then last but not least here, uh, Need for Speed Unbound, a game that we've talked about multiple times. Um, that is the new Need for Speed game. It still has not been announced, but we just pretty much know everything about it. It's, a, it's in Miami. It's got like a weird uh, anime art style, I guess, too. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to come out in November. Uh, got delayed until December 2nd. Um, and then re- the reveal will be officially next week. So, wow. So, yeah. So we got we, we got a couple of big announcements from EA. We should have, we should have a Dead Space uh, reveal, um, like big blowout this month in, the, in October. Oh, is it October now for me? It's, it's twelve thirty in the morning, October first. Uh, so yeah. Um, but that, that's pretty much it for the for the news. The other news this week, Gibbles. Let's move on to what we've been playing. All right. Um, I'm gonna go real fast. I don't have. I've, I just play. usually Saturday is my game day, so I haven't got a chance. I've not played any games. I played a few more hours of Splatoon 3 on Sunday. Yeah. I played about 15 games trying to get to the Tricolor game. I finally got into one game. It's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. Uh, I was the, you know, it's the, the the number one team has four players and the two and three team have two players. Um, the uh, team, the, the main team with four players lost. I got third place. I actually, we ended up winning my game. Um, wow. But yeah, it was very frustrating when you try to play 15 games. Uh, maybe not 15, but 12 to 15, I'd say in that, in that area, at least 12, no more than 15. Um, that I was only able to get in one game. I don't understand why they're making it so difficult. Like why they're trying to keep the game so minimal. Uh, it sounds like the, the, the theory is that the, it's just not really well balanced and it's maybe just not that good of a game, uh, that, that, that game mode, uh, because I, it sounds like that's pretty much the, the, the team with four players almost always loses. Uh, is what it sounds like, uh, just from kind of reading around on the internet. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't much to say other than Team Grub got third place, and I'm pretty upset about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. I, that's that's all I've done this week. What about you, Gibbles? 
All right, so when it comes to Splatoon 3, I did put a little bit more in regards to the game single player. I've actually completely beaten the single player mode oh, cool. for Splatoon 3. I did beat I Sector 1. I, I just want to point that out. I, beat, okay. I, won, I 100% of that first, that first area. All right. You've 100% completed that area and stuff. I went through the other five and stuff like that. So I went through the six sites. I still have yet to go through like site six and stuff and try to completely complete that. I just wanted to focus upon the other missions upon it and basically see how the end of the game was. So this time last week, I believe, no, I think it was like on Monday, Sunday night or Monday that, uh, I ended up just blazing through the rest of Splatoon three and stuff. Level design still fantastic. A hmm. lot of the little like, uh, Weapon selection stuff still pretty fun. Music obviously pretty fun too. Pretty good. That final boss battle, holy shit, dude! Um, I was kind of confused at first because of some aspects of it. I'm not going to divulge like too much into the details of it, but I will say that was pretty fun. It was actually a pretty fun like uh, boss battle in of itself. But uh, even leading up to that and stuff, you have like deep cut deep cut like the the announcers and stuff like that when you first boot in splatoon 3 and stuff they do play a good portion of like uh the part of, of the single player as well all three members of them and it's kind of interesting because you meet them all throughout the this adventure and stuff and encounter them like through all sorts of different types of uh like a uh, random events and stuff but i really enjoyed my time with splatoon 3 single player Definitely the level designs were fun. They weren't, they didn't really feel like overwelcome, like out, say they're welcome or something of that sort. There were a few levels where, yeah, I died quite a few times because I had to use different types of weapons and like uh, the same course, or there were some tricky parts here and there. It didn't really feel like repetitive or redundant, like say in some single player aspects in Splatoon 2, to where you had the option to where you could finish like, almost every level with, like, every single one of the weapon types. I'm still glad they cut it down to, like, three or four, give or take. But, uh, yeah, you know what? After I went through, slogged through Splatoon 3, enjoyed the hell out of it and stuff, this is definitely within my top ten list, obviously. But, uh... I decided I want to take a little break from playing Splatoon 3 for a little bit. And uh, I got busy all throughout the week anyway, so that was a perfect time for me just to have like a little bit of R&R &R away from that stuff. So I ended up trying to play a little bit of uh, Metal Hellsinger on Game Pass. I was trying to play it, I was trying to play it through xCloud. And uh, it has like a little feature inside of... Uh, Hellslinger to where you can check out what the latency, like delays and stuff were going yeah. through. And uh, I could feel it. I could actually feel like input delays in regards to my time trying to do this precision type of game. I compared it with the PS5's like downloadable demo version of the game and stuff. Because I tried playing the tried playing like Metal Hellslinger on Xbox One through Game Pass. And I was having, like, some issues to where sometimes they would be, like, a 10-second latency. Or they'd be, like, about a, uh, the most egregious I think I've gotten throughout that one was, like, a 50-second, like, latency. 
in regards Jesus to Christ. some inputs. Yeah, like I said before, my internet connection isn't like terrible. I'm still able to go forth and have comparable Wi-Fi and play like decent games and stuff. But when it comes to streaming games through this damn thing, no, I do not trust it at all. But uh, are you are you are you hardwired into the? Are you on Wi-Fi? All right, so for the Xbox One itself, it's not hardwired onto the okay. onto like the uh, LAN thing. It's still Wi-Fi, okay. as opposed to I played with me playing on the PlayStation Five. It is hardwired to the back of my router. I did download the demo. I didn't have hardly any type of issues in regards to playing the game in and of itself. No chugging, no input delays. I even tested the latency stuff inside of this version, and it told me just zero in terms of like any type of delays, like latencies or whatsoever but uh overall technical stuff technical issues aside i did enjoy my time trying to play through the first initial portion up until the boss and stuff like the full-on demo itself that was pretty fun matching things to the beat trying to do like all these fancy moves and stuff like that although i kept getting like off beat because i was so focused upon wanting just to shoot every yeah. freaking thing or slice everything in the middle of yes. uh, the course and stuff and then try to match the beat while doing that, you know? That one kind of was a bit difficult. But uh, from what I did play, I did enjoy that. So potentially I may want to play more of that later. Yeah. But uh, other than that, though, that's pretty much what I have been playing. I tried dabble inside other stuff, but it was just like a passing like interest, but nothing too big. But mm. hopefully next week I'm gonna have more information in regards to what else I've been playing. Okay. Well, very cool, Gables. Well, if you liked all that, please uh, like, follow, subscribe. Like I said, look in the show notes down below. You'll see all the links to all of our socials, podcasts, extra life, uh, and all that. So please like, follow, subscribe, sign up to extra life, donate, whatever you can do to help out. We really appreciate it. Um, but Gables, I was just yes. I was telling. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun time. Pick up a game, play it, do whatever you can to enjoy the most out of your purchase. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk-Nerds Podcast. Um, hey, Gables. Yeah? Do you, want, do you want to play Stadia with me? <laughs> do you want to play a Stadia? <laughs> That's f- I fucking hate you for doing that. Now it's gonna be stuck in my head. All right, bye guys. Dick. See ya. <laughs> oh shit.